Mic check one, two. Y'all want to go? Just yell at the mic. Screaming. Loud noises. Talking. Ah. Ah. <laughs> All right. The camera's rolling. The audio's rolling. Everything's rolling. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my motherfucking podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people who listened to the conversation, well, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fucking fridge. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. How's everybody doing today out there? In the internet land, I hope you're all doing well. I'm feeling all right. You two feeling all right? I'm feeling good. I'm sitting here here with two-fifths. Is this two-fifths of the band Atlantic Wasteland? Yes. That's who I'm sitting with. Make some noise for the internet. Everyone's really happy that you're here. Wow. Look at those claps. There's so many people in this room right now. Everyone's really, really happy that you're here. I didn't even know there were people in this room. For everybody out there in the internet that is not familiar with this band, I was just recently introduced to them via Instagram, via a direct message from, was it one of you two that hit me up? It was you. Yes. It was you. That's Sam. Introduce yourself. I'm Asanet. Asanet and Sam of the band Atlantic Wasteland. Sam hit me up. He was like, hey, we want to come on your podcast. I was like, you seem like nice people. Sounds good. (laughs) It's usually, it's pretty easy to get on the show. Uh, Just letting everybody out there know, if you want to come on, just hit me up. And chances are, I'll let you on the show if you don't seem like a total turd. (laughs) I just slid into the DMs. He did. He just slid in. And now y'all are here. (laughs) And they are a... I have a hard time pinpointing the genre of music that I want to call your band (laughs) because there's a lot of different elements to it. I feel like it's on like like a melodic pop punk with elements of post hardcore and post rock. That's a. That's I would agree with that because, yeah. like, you know, like that's you, great. That's way better. That's than way better than our description. <laughs> like, we're so generic. We're like, it's kind of alt rock, but it's also punk rock, and it's a little bit of melodic. I don't know. I'd like to see your definition better. We should use that from now on. Yeah. Well, so we, I've like, I kind of like came up with this like random branding thing. I was like, we kind of refer to ourselves like as like alternative emo, make you feel something rock. Okay. It's supposed to see like goofy and long-winded. Yeah. But yeah. So like that's, but like to anyone who like knows anything, they're like, what does that even mean? <laughs> it's more, it's more supposed to be funny than it is supposed to be like serious. But right. Yeah. It's, yeah. We kind of like flirt with a couple of different genres, but I think that's intentional. Like, I think it's really cool. And it's a really cool sign of just where we are now in the musical landscape of 2019, the year that we are in. Yes. And... <laughs> It's very unique because you're able to blend all of these genres together and it feels like it makes sense. Like you don't question it. Or as maybe if you were doing what you were doing 15 years ago, some mm-hmm. people might say like, oh, you know, those post hardcore elements or maybe maybe that's a little bit too much. Sure. Or like when you're going into like your like real like atmospheric dreamy guitar landscape shit. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be like, well, like, what is this? Like, I just want to hear like the pop punk stuff sure. or like, why aren't they yelling more? But right. now like blending genres has become such the norm. Mm-hmm. Like even in a uh, pop music, you have bands yeah. like a uh, 21 pilots that are yeah. like, what the fuck are they? Dude, if you go on their is. Wikipedia page, it says they're an American music duo. There's no <laughs> genre. <laughs> they are musicers. But that's fucking, I think that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it. It kind of, it stems from a couple different areas, but like mainly like kind of like you already said, like 
it's 2019. Like everything under the sun has already been done. So like you kind of have like no other choice but to like try to do something that like separates you from from every other band. And especially now that like it's so unbelievably tangible and easy for like any band to get their music out on like Spotify. And oh, absolutely. Music. You know what I mean? Like so like there's just like so much of it out there now. That yeah. You kind of have to. There's people that have like their basement demos. Yeah. On Spotify. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I feel like it really devalues the yeah. platform. You know, nothing against anybody out there doing their thing. I encourage everybody to totally, get their music yeah, out there. For sure. But yeah. it just seems kind of crazy now that like. It wasn't that long ago that having your music on Spotify really meant something. It mm-hmm. was like an extra level. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the equivalent now in 2019 of having your CD in the record store. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, you couldn't go to, you know, an FYE and just buy somebody's basement demo sure, yeah. unless it was like fucking like, you know, Slayer unreleased demos right. or some <laughs> shit, you know, something like that. Right, but like yeah, yeah. just some, you know, bullshit band, not saying exactly. bands are bullshit, but you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know um, what you mean. Yeah. It really just is like it cheapens everything. It makes it really hard. Yeah, I guess in a way, but also I'm glad that people have their stuff out there because everybody has Spotify. It's, it's I'm torn between two worlds. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> a double-edged sword because like it's really awesome that like the music industry has changed so much that it's so much more like you wear so, you wear so many different hats yeah. as like a local band, like an independent band. You know, before in the industry when you were like, all right, I have a uh, a PR rep. I've got a social media manager. If there even was like social media presence, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you know, you've got like a label rep. You've got, got someone with a Yahoo email. <laughs> right. Let's yeah. It's done. Yeah. You've got like a mix engineer, a produ- you know what I mean? And now it's like, nobody has money for that. And it's just like, Oh, I have a social media account. Like I can be our social media manager. It's like, Oh, I have access to Adobe creative cloud. Like I can be our like graphic designer. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think it's, it's a little bit of people kind of like taking matters into their own hands, which, and again, though, as you already said, like, yes, they're not professionals. So there's a lot of stuff getting out there. I don't even know what, like if there's a vetting process when you send something there for like, Oh, this doesn't sound, you know what I mean? I don't think they care at this point. They're just like, if you, are paying the money to yeah. get your stuff distributed. Might as well just put it out there. So as with anything, you kind of have to like take everything with a grain of salt, take the good with the bad. Like I, but it, it is cool that people get to like put their stuff out there, but there are, there, there's SoundCloud, there's Bandcamp, the there's thing, free stuff like that. The thing that really sucks is say you're a band like Atlantic Wasteland who puts out this really great record titled You'll never see the bigger picture if you're standing that close. Very short. Yes. I, had to, I had to write that down. Long-winded, yeah. almost like your genre, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, if you put, obviously, there was a lot of fucking work that went into this record. And I'm going to get into that in a bit. I mm-hmm. listened to pretty much the entire record. And I don't really have a whole lot of time to listen to things. Yeah. So I'm just saying that means that I liked it. I thought Thank it was you. pretty good. I, I went out of my way to listen to it. It's good. Really good. You should check it out on Spotify. Um <laughs> Shitty bands like us uh, can even make it on there. Yeah, but uh, no, the thing that I imagine or the thing that might be stressful for you and the thing that's really stressful for me is that you put all this time into crafting this product Mm -hmm. and then you put it out there and you're in the same pond as all of the basement demos and all of those, all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a thing now where 
maybe like, oh, our CD's in the CD store. We really accomplished something. And like people around you are like, whoa, they're doing something. You know, like my thing's on Spotify. Whoa, you're on Spotify. You must really be doing something. But now it's like, oh, okay. Like, so you, you, it's on Spotify. Right. It's hard to like have that landmark now of like Mm. releasing an album isn't really like releasing an album anymore. It's just like, it's just like a link to be on your fucking EPK. And that's like <laughs> all an album is anymore. Dude, I feel like it's similar to when, remember when SoundCloud was kind of like that? Yeah. I feel like Spotify has kind of turned into SoundCloud a little bit. But I mean, iTunes is kind of cool too. But now you just have to make sure your music's on every single platform. Because then when people ask like, oh, are you on this one? I'm like, yes, and this one, and this one, and this one. So you can find us, trust me. <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> It is it. everywhere. You can find their music everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it just... I totally. It's totally, so weird. No, I totally get what you mean. Um, I'm just, I'm just gonna keep playing devil's advocate here because I like making it interesting. But oh so, no, do it up. It's, it's, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, okay, like, let's say you get signed to a label or something. Like that is still like a pretty big deal. You know what I mean? Like that's even like at the very least you get to like tell people like, oh, like we're it's, signed to a, like a legitimate record label. Sure. Like, oh, they must be doing something. You know. At the same time, though, like. It's very easy for those kind of things to be more of like a pride thing than like a uh, I don't know what you call it like a than like than like an actual feat of success like sure there it's are like it's it's social it's social success not right, functional success exactly. like it looks good <laughs> yeah does it necessarily mean that you're any more successful or doing anything better than another band who isn't signed no yeah. but I get what you're saying you could it's like, like yeah you could be like oh we got signed to fucking I don't know, fueled by ramen. Cool. Yeah. And then like, here's a picture of me with my guitar, but it's actually just a picture of an otter holding a guitar. <laughs> Same amount of social credibility. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It's just like, there's the, the music industry is just so much different than it was like 15, 20 years ago that like, yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah. definitely more accessible and like, there's definitely just by default more stuff out there that I think, it, isn't up to like standard quote unquote, but yeah, I feel that maybe once upon a time it was easier to be a successful musician and only be a musician, but now you can't just be a musician. You have to, you just have to choose between that and eating food. Well, (laughs) no, I mean, it's more, I mean, from the, I get what you're saying. The perspective I'm coming at is like, you have to be like an actual, like social light. Like you have to yeah. be like a really like a character, a part of yep. the scene, which is good. But like you need to be, I mentioned it before we started recording, kind of joking. Like, you know, you ha- you have to basically be your own advertising agency yeah, to be sure. your own management, all these other things. Even if you have managers and things like that, yeah. you still need to be in control of all of yeah. those things and know what you want because there's, I don't know, you know. 12 year olds with YouTube accounts that are <laughs> like killing it right now. Oh my gosh. It's insane. Yeah. Dude. Social media is so wild now. Like it's totally completely. And it's flipped. The music that's the thing too. It's all in the same pot. And I think that's the other thing that makes it really weird too is like, I mean, obviously there are platforms where people go just for music, yeah. but in terms of where people go to advertise music, you know, your Instagrams, your Facebooks, yeah. some people, Twitter, Whatever, all of those. Some people TikTok maniacs. I don't know TikTok, who's doing that. Oh my god! But gosh, some people are doing that. that. But uh, all those things. But it's just you're also battling. You know, the salad that 
Karen had for lunch and the vacation <laughs> that Doug's on and all of these other things. It's all mixed in yeah. with, you know, your music. That's a good and point. people aren't necessarily going there to get advertised to all the time. Yeah. So when you're trying to push your content out, you need to find these like creative ways to almost like trick people yeah. into knowing about what you're doing. <laughs> this is not an ad. Like, yeah. But everything's an ad. And then, yeah. yeah. And then you end up like becoming this thing. Maybe I'm just speaking on behalf of myself, but I feel like I've caught myself becoming this thing that I didn't even want to be in the first place. Yeah. No, I totally get what you mean. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it all comes back to like, there's just, it's social media is just flooded with everything. Like there, it's just so saturated, you know? And that like you have to, yeah, like you said, like you have to find your ways to like, differentiate yourself but at the same time like just because you're going on someone's going on instagram doesn't mean that they want to see your stuff (laughs) i think the other thing too yeah you need to like get a grip on yourself too and like realize that what you're doing in the grand scheme of things just isn't that important yeah like it's important to you right but to the big the big picture it's not that big of a deal exactly so you can't like back you just might see it you know yeah (laughs) get out of here stop i hate when you quote our songs to other people because nobody nobody knows who we are nobody gets it they're like oh yeah and then they just shake it off like he has no idea what you're talking about (laughs) well i'll tell you this i'll tell you this i'll tell you this i'll tell you this Mm -hmm. all right let's hear it we're gonna get into talking about your music okay a little bit i had a point that I was going to make. I completely <laughs> forgot it. I messed it up. <laughs> so, fuck it. We'll get it there. It doesn't matter. We'll Anyways, we're here. We're we're chatting with you two about your music. Let's get into the music. Sure. So, I had described it for those that forgot. Melodic pop punk bass with a side of post-hardcore yes. and a sprinkle of post-rock. Yeah. One of the really cool things about your band, probably my favorite thing about your band, is the dynamic use of two vocalists. Yeah. Not a lot of people are doing that anymore, particularly Mm -hmm. in this style of music. And I think it's probably the most unique card that you have up your sleeve in terms of like just how well it plays off of each other, like consistently throughout every track. It isn't like a thing where it's like, Oh, somebody always does the verse. And then somebody always does the course. It's like, there's lots of trading. There's lots of like matching up melody stuff and dynamics in terms of like, sometimes it's like yelly stuff, balanced with singy stuff. It's like every possible way that you can utilize those dynamics of two totally different voices. You manage to do it. And it's very impressive. And congrats to you. <laughs> Just want to say that. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, we uh, just really, really, really wanted to be four years strong. And so we just, <laughs> never, we just never grew out of the year 2008. We, so. we actually did a cover for them and they're like, let's just not post it. Yeah, we stopped. Yeah. I think it makes it a little bit more fun, though, too, because there's so many different ways that we've utilized it or tried to that we can play with any band like we've been we've opened up for like pop bands we've opened up for like pretty heavy bands we've opened up we've opened up for pretty much any style at least within this genre yeah or realm whatever yeah it's like uh i don't know i mean we so we it's just like easier on it like i know that sounds counterintuitive but it honestly is like easier to have like two different people because like (laughs) Like, 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 so when, like when we're writing our stuff, like we, I, we write it for two vocalists, right? You know, like, I mean, yeah. like when we're writing lyrics and stuff like that, it's like, okay, there's like two people going to be singing this. So like when Oz, when we're at practice or something and like Oz isn't there 
And I'm like trying to say, it's like really hard because like we <laughs> wrote it for words. two people. <laughs> it's a lot of words. So like I come back there and I'm like, but yeah, no, we, so I guess we should talk about like how it even got started in the first place. And that'll kind of like make more sense of why the whole two vocalist thing. Yeah. I want to hear your side of it. Cause I tell my side of it all the time. I mean, it's, I hope it's the same side. It's pretty much the same side. <laughs> so they're going to be like two different, completely different stories. All right. Like, I'll tell you what, <laughs> Sam, you leave the room. She's going to tell her story and we'll come, we're going to come back and compare notes. So we went to college together. Um, we went to Grove City College. I don't know if you know anything about Grove City College. I mean, I, it's there. It's there. Exactly. It that's, that's pretty much how we feel about we it. We survived. It so um, we were like, we just had mutual friends. Um, so we like, I don't even know where, I think we honestly met at like in a day to remember show. Okay. So this is how we met. (laughs) I'm bad with that. I don't remember how I meet people. (laughs) So he was really good friends with the guys that were in a fraternity who I was really good friends with. Oh yeah. I was also Greek. I was in a sorority and they wanted to start a metal band. I was like, that sounds cool. And like side note, I was like, I can sing if you want. But like, no, we're going to scream. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I would go to their practices because I love them. They're my friends. And I saw this random dude there. That with was I was the random dude. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? And why is he hanging out with my friends? How have I never met him? So I just sit back and I'm watching. I'm like, hmm. He's actually pretty good (laughs) at lead. So I had been doing acoustic shows around campus. And literally, I think it was after the first practice I watched you do. I was like, hey, you're pretty good at lead. Would you ever want to do some lead for me, like acoustically? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Now it's coming together. I'm starting to remember it. I wrote it down because somebody asked me once. Keep going. You wrote it down? Mm -hmm. It's adorable. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, um, lo and behold, he did perform with me like once or twice. And then I was like, hey, Sam, would you mind, like, can you sing at all? He was like, absolutely not. No. (laughs) I'm like, well, what if it's a song you know? Would you be able to sing, like, a little, like, harmony right here? Because I'll try it. And Sam actually didn't sound bad. I was like, just practice a little more. You'll be good at it. Mm -hmm. So he did it that one time. Then another time I was like, we'd be friends at this point. I'm Mm -hmm. like, Sam, I need you to sing. We we were doing this A Day to Remember cover. Uh, It's called If – if it means a lot to you. Oh God. I was like, Sam, what you're going to do this time is you're going to sing the the bridge and this verse. He goes, no, I can't sing all of that. I'm like, well, you're going to, so let's do it. And because of that, he had helped me out throughout the year with my shows. He wanted to become a producer. And so at the end of the year, he asked if I would do vocals on tracks that he laid out to just practice. And we released one song to our friends and they loved it. We're like, well, I guess we can release the rest. Let's make an EP. <laughs> and so they were all just covers that we'd been doing throughout the the two years that we'd been playing together. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called A Bittersweet Departure. And we put one original on it. That was the name of the EP. Yeah. yeah it was, so, yeah, I mean, like, it was funny because, like, yeah, I literally, like, and that wasn't that long ago. This was in, like, 2014. And I just, like, wasn't a singer. Like, I didn't sing. I was just, like, I didn't like singing. And she pretty much, like, forced me to have to, like, sing on these occasions. And after a while, I was like, oh, I kind of like this, even though I probably still sounded like butt. But no, nope, you sound good, buddy. And then, yeah, so I just like, you just like, you just like did it more. And then we just kept playing. Sorry, I burped. burped again. Sorry. Beer does that, I think. Worst things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody needs more beer, feel free to help themselves. I by will the way. absolutely do that. Um, <laughs> let's put this right here. Yeah, no, it was cool because we were Product just playing. Placement. Oh, that's nice. We were just playing like acoustic gigs together. And she was like, you know, basically forcing me to sing. And I was like, all right, fine. 
Um, but yeah, then, so like, it was like the end of like our senior year or something. We like recorded a couple songs. Um, and I was like, I, and yeah. And cause like, I was like working on being like a, I wanted to like get better at like producing and mixing and stuff like that. So yeah, we put out that little EP and yeah, sure. Top it off. Um, it was cool. And then, I mean, it started as like a studio thing. Like we didn't like, we didn't like have a full band or anything. <laughs> Thanks. There she blows. There she goes. <laughs> wow. That's great. Everybody. All right. All right. Wow. All right. Wrap it up. Full beer. Wrap it up. All right. Um, one growler down 20 minutes in. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. Did I mention I was in a sorority? <laughs> God. <laughs> you hate to want to do that. <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying to say. Basically, yeah. We're talking so, about, you know, just the history of the band, recording, yes, producing. Right. So um, we, yeah, we, we recorded like an EP and it was just like a studio thing. We didn't like, we weren't like a band. We were just like, yeah, let's just record. And then like, I guess we should have a name for it. So like. Austinette had this like big long list of like band names in her phone. Cause I always wanted to be in a van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she sends me this long list and I'm scrolling through and some of them, I'm just like, uh, this is like 2008. Like <laughs> probably when I came like, up with a name, the name, uh-huh. like the last letter to her or like, <laughs> like something, I don't know. That wasn't one of them, but like, you know what I mean? Like something like super emo like that. Uh-huh. And then like, I don't know. I, we were just kind of like, I was scrolling through them and I was like, Oh, Atlantic voice. And I'm like, that sounds kind of edgy and like unique. Like, yeah, sure. Cause people are always like, well, what is like, what does the band name mean? Like, what's like the, what's the meaning behind it? And like, literally I'm just like, yo, straight up. Like it just sounded edgy. And like, that's just what we went with. Like, I feel like people that's, always want some kind of, and like, I'm not going to bullshit people. Like there's just, it's just how yeah, cool. no, like, yeah. it doesn't have, like the song, like that, our songs have meaning. Have you ever it. noticed that any person that ever asks that question has never been in a band? Yeah. 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 Because they can come with a name. It's true. There's too much meaning behind it. Anybody that's been in a band just definitely just had like a list of names <laughs> and they've argued about it <laughs> and then they've just settled on one eventually. Yeah. I have, I've been in not that many bands, but I have like a list of just terrible band names. Like when I was in fifth grade, we had a band called Convicted. And we covered, <laughs> and we covered, we covered Brain Stew by Green Day at our high school, or no, at our middle school, elementary school talent show. Um, That's fucking awesome. It's messed up because have you ever actually listened to that song? It's literally just about being strung out on drugs. Yeah, and like for and like how like a fifth grade like teacher didn't like hear that song and be like. This is probably not appropriate for 10 year olds to be singing. <laughs> I don't know, but they let us do it. And so it was probably, it was terrible. probably so cute that nobody gave yeah, a shit. That's probably right. true. Yeah. But like literally one of the lines is like, like, like strung out in something in my room. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like looking back on it, this is, this is alarming. <laughs> you would never get away with that today. I am like, appalled. yeah, I'm, I, whatever. Anyway. But, um, and then I think, so that that those couple of dudes that we were jamming with in college mm. to my well one of them like the the drummer is actually our the drummer for Atlantic Wasteland. We've been playing music since like our freshman year. His name's Jared. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. He was one of my first friends at Grove City. Yeah. Um that band was called Aww. What, what was that band? Oh, that, <laughs> that was where the sidewalk ends. Oh my gosh. Also a bone a book of wow, a book of poems by Shel Silverstein. <laughs> Um, and then we were in that band morphed into like a melodic hardcore band called beggars, mm. which was, was they like did really well a year. Not, I mean, not really, but, um, I, think they, I went to their shows and then 
I guess Atlantic Wasteland is the most recent real band that you've been a part of. So here we are. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, we did that little EP and it was fine. And then like we, I was like, you know what? Like we should release an EP of like actual original music and not just all covers. And so um, we wrote cities, which is our second EP um, six songs on there. And then people really liked that too. And we were like, Oh, cool. We're not a hundred percent terrible at this. <laughs> um, and so then, so at this, so at this point we're still just like studio project. Like we have never played a real show as Atlantic wasteland ever. And then our friends were in a band called, um, a summer high. And they're like a, they're like a pop rock band from like the Pittsburgh area. And they were playing a show at Pittsburgh, um, at the smiling moose. And we, I just reached out to him. I was like, Hey, like, do you need openers? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, uh, Atlantic wasteland is going to play. He was like, Oh, cool. In the back of my mind, I'm like, great. I just need to actually find a band. <laughs> it's literally just us and I. So like, we didn't have like, like we didn't have people in the band. So I literally messaged like so many people and I was like, Hey, like, do you want to like play the show? Blah, blah, blah. Like couldn't get anybody finally found three guys. So, um, Mikey O'Toole and Paul. Oh, shout uh, outs to Mikey O'Toole. Yeah. He's yeah, been yeah. on the show before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Mikey, he's a good guy. Um, Paul Menotiades. I don't know how do you pronounce his last name. Me neither. Menotiades. I don't know. He's super Greek. He he sang in Punchline, Two Birds. He's in Millie. So he's been all over the place. Him and Mike are friends. Um, So somehow somebody connected me with with, um, Mikey. Um, And I reached out to Mikey. and I was like, hey, I'm in this like pop punk band. Like we're trying to play the show. Like do you want to play bass for us for the show? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I said, like, some of the tracks... And he was like, do you need a guitar player too? Like I have, you know, a, a guitar player that would be interested. And I was like, yes, we actually do need someone to play lead guitar because I can't play lead guitar and sing at the same time. It's very, very hard. Um, <laughs> yes. And so then we had those two and I was like, great. All we need is a drummer. Took forever to find a drummer. Um, found this kid, his name, he, he drums at, at um, well, he did drum at Amplify Church. His name was Sal. And I hit him up. I was like, hey, like, do you want to just like play the show with us? And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Give it a try. Um, so this is like, probably two weeks before the show um, still have never like had the whole group together at this point. So I lived in Maryland at this. Yeah, point that's also. also true. She okay. didn't even live in the same state. So I like was trying to get like the two Mikey, Paul and Sal all together in the same room to practice. Literally could not get everybody in the same room together before the show. So I like had a practice date with Mikey and Paul and we literally just in my basement, like, I had like the drums on like a track or something. And I just, we just like ran through everything. It was fine. And then on the separate practice, I had Sal come over the drummer and I had like the bass and lead guitar on a track and like practice with him. So literally like the day of the show was the first time this, all these people actually like met together yeah, uh-huh. and we're all in the same room together. And I literally like sat everyone down. I was like, okay, like you guys know the song, like here's how it'll go. Yada, yada, yada. And they were just like, Oh, Okay. It was, it went like, it went well, like, honestly, like for the first time, anyone, we had all played it together. Like it went pretty well. Um, so then the second show that we played was with, um, the spill canvas. We, um, we opened for them at the Rex and what are you laughing? (laughs) Second show. Yes. (laughs) Kill it. I mean, again, like we just like literally, I just reached out and like sent him our music. I was like, can we open? He was like, yeah, sure. I was like, great. We need to find more musicians again. (laughs) So Mikey and Paul 
and, and two birds was actually also opening for that show. So they were like, we'll just do double duty. We'll out. play for you again. Yeah. So that worked out really well. Yeah. Um, Jared, who was our, our friend from college, I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, like Sal couldn't do it or something. I was like, Hey Jared, like need a drummer for like a show. Like, are you, are you interested in, in coming out? He's like, yeah, sure. Um, play that show. Show was great. Um, but I knew, and, and then we kind of knew like, okay, we actually want to like do this. You know, we kind of like want to actually like make this a band. Cause at this point it had just been like yeah. hired hand type thing. We didn't actually have like permanent members or anything. So, um, Strangely enough, after we played the Spill Canvas show, this kid Tom messaged us on Facebook and he was like, yo, dude, like I was at the Spill Canvas show, um, saw you guys, you guys are pretty sweet, like I'd love to like play with you guys if you're looking for, you know, members or anything. And I was like, well, yes, we are. So uh, Tom, who is, as a matter of fact, a matter of fact we certainly are. Um, Tom then like came and met with us. Just kind of hung out with him for a little bit. Um, yeah, he showed up at one of our yeah, acoustic we, shows. Yeah, we played like an acoustic gig and he showed up just to like hang out and meet us. And um, I met with Tom and just kind of like I gave him a couple songs of ours. I was like, hey, like, you know, just try to learn these and like see if you can figure them out or whatever. Just to make sure that he was, you know, good. Yeah. <laughs> and he would be like, I yeah. play guitar too. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like he was great. Like he learned everything. And so that Tom is our lead guitar player now. And that's how we met Tom. Tom is, he was supposed to be here tonight, but he got stuck at work or something, but he is, uh, I know, right? <laughs> what a lame, uh, yeah. Tom, if you're watching this. I look forward to meeting you one day, Tom. He's, yes, you do. He yes, is do. probably one of the strangest and most entertaining people that I've ever met in my entire life. I love it. Like, the stuff that he says is just off the wall. You would like, you're like, how did you even get there from Huh? Oh yeah, it's sure. It's I got totally you. Um, but yeah, and then so his his um, roommate or housemate, not roommate, whatever. He's one of his buddies that he lives with. Um, Dan. Um, Dan plays. I mean, Dan's a super talented musician. Yeah, he, he plays can play like, everything: drums, guitar, bass. Like he he works at Hollywood, so he's like a sound engineer and everything. So he sounds does like a fucking nerd. He <laughs> 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 can do everything. Yeah. So we recruited Dan to come play with. Us. Dan actually like we played um, a show at, at uh, a bar in Slippery Rock called Ginger Hill. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. It was just like. Uh, a bunch of, we just did a bunch of covers and stuff, a bunch of like pop punk covers for a bunch of drunk college kids, which is actually honestly a lot of fun. They loved it. <laughs> They're like, I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, dude, yellow card. Yeah. Can you play Sugar yeah. Going Down? Can yeah. you play Blink? Yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> And fun. we did. Um, but Dan was like, Dan was Tom's friend, so Dan just came to watch. And he was like, because we didn't even have a bass player. So we just, like, I just played bass and oh, Tom yeah, played guitar. Right. So. But yeah, so we, we found Dan and, and Dan was like, yeah, I'll play bass for you guys. And I was like, dude, we have a full band now. Like, <laughs> all right. Like, you know, like a year and a half and two EPs out. We know, finally right? actually have <laughs> a full yeah. band. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you did exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So we've had that lineup for 2017. Did we? Yeah, have I think it? that's when we're all together. Finally. Yeah. So like a year and a half at this point. Cool. Yeah. No, it's been great. And then we've been like playing shows and stuff and just having a lot of fun and um, this July was when we released our, you know, first like full length actual record. Um, it's on vinyl. Yeah, well, oh, really? it will be on vinyl. Yeah. It's, I should be getting the test pressings and they, sh- they were, thought they were shipped this week. So I should be getting them soon. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it was, it's, um, it's a great sounding record. So I'm glad that somebody pressed it. Thanks. Did man. you do that independently or yeah. somebody? Okay, oh, yeah, cool. We just spent 
so much money. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's how that happened. We had a Kickstarter. Oh, and, yeah. Wait, and Sam yeah. likes to promise things before doing research. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, if you done it, you'll get a free vinyl. And I'm like, how much does that cost? Yeah, I was very... Like, here's the thing about being an independent musician. No one tells you this stuff. Like, you figure this out all on your own. So, like, I'm going to take it up as a learning experience, and I'm going to say that I will do better next time for it. But... <laughs> No, you just figure this stuff out on your own, you know? Totally. So like, you know, so we launched a Kickstarter to like, to like fund the recording of the album. So really all that meant was, so I do all like the recording and mixing for our stuff, but he's our manager, I, our producer, our promoter, <laughs> band, just band dad. <laughs> and I'm like, where am I supposed to be? Wait, when? Yeah. That's it's my fine. job. You just show up and sing. It's fine. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, you promised the, things. Yeah, Kickstarter. So, yes, so so you're but, doing all this stuff for the album. Yeah, to fund so it. I wanted to actually record drums at this really nice studio called the Vault down in Neville Island. Um, a friend of mine, name's Bob McCutcheon, super nice dude, um, owns this studio. It's like freaking amazing. He got he has this this board here. It's a it's a Neve console. Yeah, which I don't know Dude, if you, know you would love about, it. You should go check it out. Like consoles and everything, mm-hmm. but it was the console that was in. I want to say a studio called Sound City. Mm-hmm. And it was literally the console that they recorded Nirvana's live and unplugged on. Mm-hmm. So like this thing is like legendary and it was like, like spruced up. Like, so like I was like, dude, we got to record drums through this thing. Um, so yeah, we did a Kickstarter to like raise some money to be able to record through that thing. And we did like, I was actually really surprised. I thought I was like, I was like, this could either like really work out or like my mom and like Asa's mom would donate like 20 us. bucks <laughs> and like, that would be it. But no, like, yeah, we raised like probably like $1,400 or something. Yeah. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, you this recorded going it somewhere. This is you going were, somewhere. You are. Yeah. Yep. We're talking about, you basically, <laughs> you, you, did this, you did the Kickstarter to make the money for yes, all these okay, things. And you it. promised the vinyl. Yes. And so, now yeah, the vinyl's so you, coming out. As, and you're probably right. spending more money than what you got from the yeah. Kickstarter to get the vinyl out. Exactly. As with, like, like, probably, like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah you, we, we were like, all right. So, like, you know, we did these tiers of rewards. And one of them was like, you know, we'll do CDs. Which CDs are super affordable. Like, we printed like 100 CDs for like just over like $100. It was bad. And then, yeah. So, I was like, oh, donate this much. And you'll get vinyl because I've always how wanted- much how much was the vinyl I'll donation it. I'll get to it okay <laughs> so I want I like just like I always wanted to like have a, like a work of mine like pressed to vinyl just because it's like freaking cool and like oh, it'll, sound, it'll sound amazing and I'm like excited. it's just it's just like a cool novelty thing that like you know like and like people are into it now it's coming back like people are like buying vinyl and, and like in like collecting vinyl so I was like we'll do that like it'll be cool you know whatever so I start like literally like. I start doing research on, on how much this is going to cost. And stop looking at me like that. <laughs> oh man, it was like okay. So we ended up paying, I think, a little over fifteen hundred dollars for a hundred. Okay. So here, here's the problem. Who'd you go through? Um, vinyl record pressing. They're, I think they're based in California. Okay. Um, so here's here's the mistake. Well, many mistakes, but here's okay. one of the main mistakes. <laughs> like, what? When you press to vinyl, so I should say when responsible people press to vinyl, they know that they're going to press in very large quantities, right? So they're going to press like close to like 1,000 to like 5,000 
records because they know that there's the demand for that. With the way that like pressing to vinyl works is that it's really, really, really expensive to set the process up. Yeah. Once the process is set up, it's super easy to just shell them out. Mm-hmm. But so record like pressing factories or whatever they're called, plants or whatever, are set up in to to press in very large quantities. So when you do these short runs of like a hundred pressings, there's a lot of like not wasted effort, but there's a they charge way more because they know that they're not really getting the bang for their buck. Yeah. If that, if that makes and sense. And you're still, you're still spending all that money on the mechanicals. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so like, yeah. And like, I'm thinking like, dude, there's like no way that we're going to sell more than a hundred to vinyl. Like if we get rid of all a hundred, I will be actually shot Buy our vinyl because <laughs> I'll buy one. <laughs> going to be in so much debt. The 35 no, it's bucks. Fine. I'll buy it's one. Fine. It's fine. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've self-released four vinyl records. That's sweet. And, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I work for I work for Get Hip Records. I, I, I my day job is like I put out records. That's rad. These things. I that wish we, we found you before. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wish anyway, I so that's why I was like I was like I was yeah. like I was like how much how much right. did you spend? That's, that sounds about right. Yeah. So you actually got a deal. No, to be we, completely honest. We with did. You. Like yeah. a lot of the other places were like you know seventeen hundred two grand. Like so we definitely got like the best deal that I could find. But even still, like fifteen hundred dollars between the two of us is just pretty pretty. Yeah. Cheap. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I mean, sorry, not cheap. A lot of money between two people, but I will, I'll tell you this. It seems like, you know, the two of you and the band in general, like you're playing a lot of bigger shows and you have good opportunities to get your music in front of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll probably definitely be able to get rid of those records and you I can probably so. sell them for like 20, 25 <laughs> bucks and be able yeah. to get rid of them. No, and I you'll mean, make, you'll get your money back. Yeah. I mean, at the very end of the day, like I just wanted to do it be, like, Cause it's more of like a, Hey, we did it. You know, like it's sweet to say that like we have a work of art that's like on a vinyl record. Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No, not no. a lot of people can say that. And seriously, I, I, I do mean this very sincerely. The album sounds great. And I think it's really cool too, that you recorded like you recorded it. I yeah. didn't realize it was like a self-produced mm-hmm. effort. Yeah. Um, one of the things that again, uh, really sticks out with the album. I mean, the production's great, but, um, there's like really believable, passionate vocal performances on the album and i was curious about what the studio experience was like for you recording Mm -hmm. vocals because i know it could be really hard to like get that same energy of like a full live show yeah in the studio but granted i've never seen your band live but i feel like you were able to get a really fair representation of what Mm -hmm. i imagine your live show is like recorded Sometimes you hear bands' albums, like you see them live and you're like, wow, this band has so much energy. Then you hear the record and it's like something sounds kind of sterile, like almost like it was like the mix was scrubbed with a Brillo pad. Everything's all (laughs) soft. Like, you know, like you hear people that have like, you know, like a really loud voice, but in the studio, it's kind of like tame because like they're they're focused. Maybe like they're trying to hit the right notes or like they're tired from doing take after take. Many different reasons for why you get like really sterile, bland yeah. recordings but i didn't feel that at all on your project so what was recording vocals for you like thanks um <laughs> honestly like i love recording like recording is really fun for us because we're literally in like i mean like literally we were in like my bedroom yeah you know what i mean like, that's where like, our studio is yeah like <laughs> the only thing we actually recorded in a studio were the drums and like everything else is literally recorded like in our bedroom <laughs> so um it's always really fun for us because so like Basically, like when I'm like when I'm like writing stuff before we're actually like to like the final recording stage, like 
I will pretty much like record a demo. How I, I mean, I'm singing both parts just because like it's, I'm just there and I just figure, okay, I'll just do it now and I can send it to Austin and be like, this is what I'm thinking essentially. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just, I don't know. We just have a lot of fun because like, I know, like, I, so what I was saying before about like you play so many roles and you wear a lot of hats, like we don't have like a producer in there with us. We don't have somebody who's like, uh, like, like mixing and then we don't have like an engineer. You know what I mean? It's literally just us. So like, I, I know exactly like what I want it to sound like. I know what, like I can envision in my head. It's impressive. I'm I'm not, I'm like, I'm not trying to fucking butter you two up or anything, (laughs) but seriously, like, it's really impressive to hear that because it sounds like you threw a lot of money at a producer. Thanks. To like have like, hey. <laughs> like seriously, it's what it sounds. It's yeah. like, it sounds like you threw a ton of money at a producer that like helped you write songs, helped you polish parts. Cause like everything, like even just like the structure of the songs are like very mature, well thought out. Just like, this is like good songwriting. So Thanks, fucking kudos to you. Thanks dude. I appreciate I'm, I'm really excited to, hear what the fuck else you do over the yeah. next few years seriously <laughs> it's fucking great thank you man yeah but yeah so like i just i kind of know like what i want the end result to be well he also knows how to describe it to me in a way that i can execute it that way i mean i'll put some tippets here and there yeah. but like uh, he uses words that like he's like i don't even know if that makes sense i'm like well you know how to talk to me i get it yeah well, i mean part, part of part of being a producer is like is being a human with other humans, you know, like you can push buttons all day long, but if you're not like, like if you can't like communicate to, and not, I'm not even talking about like with us, just in general, like any producer, like if your role as a producer, if you can't like relate and like communicate with the person in the booth or in your bedroom or wherever the hell you are and like accurately describe like what you can hear in your head to like make them do it and make it come to life. Yeah. That's kind of like, like that's the literally the role that's of the producer. Job. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So like it, you kind of have to, it's like a case by case basis. Like it's, somebody might be like really like logical in their brain. You have to be like, okay, like we need to do X, Y, and Z and you need to make it sound like this, 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 and that. And then other people like Oss isn't like that. Oss is just like, you know, I'll have to be like, uh, sound more growly with it. You know what I mean? And she's just like, oh, okay, I got it. And like, I, it's just like, you just kind of uh, have to like know who you're working with. Yeah. That's really similar to me with Sykes and a new violence. I'm in a similar position. I, you know, I pretty much write all the songs. Yep. I produce everything. We record everything out of a second bedroom in my yep. house up the street. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, I have a, I have a female vocalist with me as well. Oh, I write cool. a lot of the stuff. I write her parts and then she comes over and does them. And it's very much a similar situation yeah. where it's not like, you know, I need like more staccato here. It's like, you know, like I need this to sound more like K Flay in yeah, this section, you know, exactly. give me that, give me that style of voice, do yes. this, do that, you know, just yep. in very simple way. So I definitely relate with that. And another point that I want to add to what you're talking about with communicating with people from a producer's role, I think it's really important too that when the producer of the project is doing the producing that they have an understanding of the genre of music that totally. they are recording. For sure. I always compare you know, recording engineers or producers to tattoo artists where like, if you have an idea for like a really sick portrait tattoo, you're not going to go to like, just like a traditional style artist. You need to find the right artist to do the right job. Yeah. So like, you know, just because somebody records music doesn't mean they can record your music if Mm -hmm. they're not familiar with that style. Totally. I think there's, there's so much that goes into 
that. And so much it's unsaid just about like having that deep understanding of the music and understanding the nuances of like, no, like, you know, the snare should really sound like this because that's the reason why. And like, you know, these guitars should be panned this way, stacked this, you know, because of this, you know, like that's too much compression on the bass for this style. Like those things that like, when you deal with like some like old grizzled engineers that have just been recording <laughs> every single thing the same way forever and ever. It's like, yeah. I always think back to a uh, like early hip hop before like a lot of people like kind of figured out the way hip hop should sound. A yeah. lot of early hip hop's recorded like rock records and yeah. like the mix is so weird. Yeah. I mean, it has this nostalgic feel, which is cool, but it wasn't right. Exactly. That's because everybody, yeah. they just didn't even know how to, approach that style of music yeah. and there's like a lot of fun stuff too with like uh just like early electronics being introduced into music in general and like the 80s era like hollow notes talking about <laughs> running like uh drum machines through guitar amps and miking them to get like the right reverb sound because you know plugins weren't a thing right it was just like all of this like crazy stuff that like people had to do and tried to do back then yeah Oh, that's so funny that you mentioned all that. Yeah. No, that's so true. Like, yeah, there's just, you, you have to like know, you have to know, you have to know your artists you're working with, but you also have to know like their audience. Cause like, I don't know, like what, what stands out to me is like, so like 2010, like metalcore area, you had bands like, like we came as Romans, like, like sort of like when a day to remember was getting mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Um, like bring me the horizon, like bands like that. Like you listen to Chelsea Grid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All those bands. Like you listen, you listen to those records. That's my favorite. Bring me the horizon album. Dude, Sam Eternal. Yeah, mm, always. It's a great album. Um, <laughs> even that album, really. But so, like, you you listen to all these records, and like you're like, oh, yeah, they replaced the snare drum with a shotgun. <laughs> like because like, so be- cool, because that's what that's what everything else sounded like. And if your snare drum didn't sound like this. <laughs> Like then, like then your sound, your song sounded. Weak. Yeah, there was. There's a really sure. funny thing that that happened with metal, where it's metal became distorted electronic music because it's <laughs> so processed. Yeah, Dude, nothing's mind blowing. Nothing's yeah. real. You're right, though. All the drums are replaced if they were even played to begin with. <laughs> All the guitars are direct plug in. Everything's amp modeled. It's it's yeah. electronic music. I mean, so. <laughs> From okay, so wait a second. I'm gonna to be fair, you're right because in a lot of like after Sem Fraternal for bringing the horizon, they actually just had like a little pad and they would hit the pad instead of the actual drums. And I think that's why they came out with the electric drums, not bring the horizons, why they came out with the electric drum set. But I'm just saying that's how you could like tune the different sounds to come out of it that weren't a typical drum, yeah. Well, they they definitely. They do a little bit. I mean, they still have a real drummer. They obviously. do. Yeah. Yes. But they, yeah. They, they work in some of the electronic stuff. But what I was going to say is like, I hope I don't disappoint anybody like this, but <laughs> our, like, like our f- first, both of our first two EPs were like totally programmed drums. Yeah. So like, I don't think there's anything wrong with no, that. No, no. I'm not it's saying just, you are. No, it's, it's just, it's interesting yeah, how it no, changed. No, totally. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah sure. like you will not hear a metal record without drum samples, even like there's de- like, even if there is still like, like raw live drum samples in there, like there's still going to be some kind of like drum sample. Like even, even our record, like not like even our, like we're nobody, but like even our record, like we recorded drums at this like crazy, amazing studio. And like, even still like just to like 
get the sound like to what I really wanted it to be. Like there's still a little bit of drum sampling in there. That's an interesting thing because what happens is you have, okay, technology evolves. Yeah. So as technology evolves, the music gets crazier because it has the capability to do so because of the technology. And then people start to hear that music and it becomes the norm. Yes. So now even if you wanted to record something like, Say we're a metal band. I play in a metal band. Our first album that we put out, we were very adamant about like live drums, yep. everything. And people, you know, there were some comments from people that basically said it sounded cheap. Yeah. Because it didn't sound modern. Yeah. Everything was real. But now that the standard the bar has been set at a certain place yeah. where, you know, the drum triggers, sound replacements, everything direct, stacked, crazy, yep. like all that stuff is yeah. the norm. That's what people expect exactly. whenever they're hearing a modern metal record. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. It, like you can't, you can't go back. I, I mean, but there's some of- bands go backwards. It's, it's calmed down a bit. Like now metal, when you listen to metal, like it still hits hard, but it's not like it was in like 2010. So yeah. like, there's definitely leaning more towards like natural drum tones and stuff like that. We recently, we recorded a song with our buddy. His name's Sid Riggs. He has a studio over in Highland Park. Shout outs to Sid. He's been on the show. People know him. He's a good dude. He has a really awesome studio. And uh, we actually- What's the studio called? It's just like, doesn't really even have a name. Yeah. He's just like, he used to record in LA. Uh, He played in like a bunch of bands and stuff back in the day. He's- uh, it's a little older than us. Yeah. And uh, now he just has like a studio in his house awesome. and records bands whenever he feels like it. Yeah. No, not really a studio That's name. It's just kind of like he's super low key about it, but he's a good dude. And we uh, we tracked a, a cover song with him. Actually, we, we, uh, my melodic death metal band recorded a thrice cover with him. Oh, nice. Uh, and what uh, song was it? Under a Killing Moon. I probably wouldn't know. It's off Artist in the Ambulance. I'm the worst with names. Uh, It's a good jam. But we recorded a cover with him, which you can listen to on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Full circle. You can listen to it on Spotify. (laughs) Even this terrible metal band. (laughs) Yes. Even us. Even us. We're fucking garbage. But we, you know, it was cool because we did like a really cool mixture of like everything was tracked live, guitars, mic'd and everything. But we also did... We took direct in lines and yep. like just did nice blending of everything yes. with him and did like just found that right way to just kind of mold yeah. it because there's another thing that's really cool too with having the ability to do some stuff in post in terms of like, you know, cutting up takes or helping things because it just helps you not destroy yourself. Sure. Trying to play things over and over again yeah. that aren't necessary to do. Especially as a vocalist. Like, yeah, maybe not so much as a guitar player. Like, I, I mean your fingers might get tired, but like you can like your, your finger recovery is much more than like your throat. Like as a, that's like another thing about like, like anyone who is like a producer is like, if you're working with a vocalist, like you kind of have to find that happy medium of like getting like the best possible results out of your vocalist without like tiring them out. Cause like vocal fatigue is just eminent. You know what I mean? Like you can only, especially if you're in like a metal band, like you can only do so much for so long before like, okay, like that goes, yeah, we're done. Like we need to take a break. Like you need to take, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it goes back to me just talking about getting that, like that believable, passionate performance in the studio and really 
giving it your all and having it come through because sometimes like maybe you are concerned about blowing out your voice or, you know, maybe you're dealing with an engineer or producer that doesn't understand the genre and they're like, whoa, dial it back, buddy. You're going crazy. Exactly. Well, I, you know, I guess we never actually answered that question. So let's answer that question. What what it was, what (laughs) it was like recording vocals. How the hell did we get here? I don't even know. We just start talking. We, yeah. So like I said, like we literally recorded everything like in my bedroom. Um, so, and yeah, so like, like before we go into it, like I have like 70, 75% of an idea of like, okay, I know, I know what I want to happen here. <clears throat> and like a lot of it is me, like, at least like for like f- f- with us, like, like me, I, most of the, like some of the times, like she's not even there. It's me just by myself when I'm recording my parts. But like when she's there, like I, I have like a 75% idea of like, okay, I know that I want it to sound like this and go like this and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Um, and then like, we just kind of like, honestly, like there's, we just kind of feel it out. Like, we'll you know, we'll do something and we'll be like, okay, so like, I feel like, you know, this, I, I want more grit here or like, I want you, I want this to be like more like if you're like pretty girl voice or this, you know it what I mean? Sings, make it a little more raspy here, right, a little yeah. growl here. And it's, it's like I was saying, like, I, like, I just know how to communicate with her. Like, I don't want to be like, oh yes, um, staccato. Like, she's like, what the hell does that mean? So... <laughs> My question mm-hmm. would be, sure. as a self-producer, yes, slash engineer, yes, slash performer, yes, what is the shortcut if you have developed one for recording your own vocals? Oh. How have you figured that one out? Stand really close to the keyboard, <laughs> like, and you'll back up. And yeah, I'm just no, watching, literally. Like, I mean, it's like I, I I'm like standing so i like stand right next to my keyboard and i you know i've got my mic there and a lot of it's like standing up bending over like pressing buttons i mean it's you don't really have like literally just like you got to press a couple buttons to play yeah and, he just know, sets it a little bit further back yeah. than where he actually it, needs to it is singing. i've just like i'm so used to there's, it that, like i've i've never like actually recorded vocals and not had to actually also there operate is, my program i know that time. there's a company that makes a foot switch really Oh yeah. yeah, that could be helpful. And yeah, maybe. <laughs> and I had a I had a buddy who had a uh, he had a vocal booth like that was set up. Yes, like, like it was, independent. It yeah. was in you know completely. It was an actual booth. Yeah, and uh, he was recording a lot of hip hop stuff. He just ended up getting an iPad and then um, screen sharing on his oh. iPad, so he That's could just cool. start and stop Sorry. from the iPad. Yeah, that makes so sense. he wouldn't have to keep going. Yeah, back. Yeah, what's what's but more difficult is not not so not what I didn't have to do this for the album because we obviously excuse me recorded in a studio but I have recorded drums by myself before and so literally like I either so sometimes I had a laptop which made it easier because I could just set the laptop right next to me and then I would like transfer my session to like my actual computer but um, when I was in my other my old house I had one of those wireless keyboards and my drum set was like maybe like 15 <laughs> feet. So uh-huh. I had to like squint from like 15 feet across the room and be like, uh, okay. And then like press play and then I do my thing and then I like stop and I'd be like, uh, and I had the mouse like on my lap, like trying to see like, Dude, you know what I mean? Like, I like, I've been talking about this a lot recently, not necessarily on the podcast, just with people because there's, there's some stuff going on in my personal life outside of this that involves, people 
that say they want to do something, yeah, but they don't really want to do it. Because if you want to mm. do something, you do it. You'll just fucking find a way to do yes. it, even oh if God. it involves having a fucking mouse on your fucking <laughs> knee, right? And I just love that story of just like you want to record these drums yeah. so fucking bad that you'll put yourself in the most inconvenient situation, but you're getting it fucking done. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm telling you, biggest pet peeve when people say they want to do something, but they take no initiative yeah. to do it. I'm like, no, bro, dude, you'll you make it happen. Yeah. If you really <laughs> want to do something, it's you just find a way to do it. Yeah. Right? It's nothing. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times people ask me about like starting a podcast or yeah. starting recording music, anything yeah. like that. Like ask me about things they need. And I always tell them the first, it's like the first thing you need is actual fucking ambition yeah yeah dude yeah for sure if you have that that's really all you fucking need yeah what do you need ambition and then some money money's not hard with with enough ambition you can get enough money yeah you know just like a laptop like most people have fucking most people fucking have computers nowadays you could fucking record shit on your goddamn phone if you want to I did. You could record. <laughs> you, could, you could record. Take your photo. Do your graphic design. Do they even have yeah. a fucking garage up- band on your damn yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do. That's what I'm saying. You can here. upload it to Spotify from your fucking phone. Probably could. You could you do it. Could. You could. You can. One thousand percent. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, it's I feel just like there's like, there's really no excuses. There really it's just, isn't. It's ambition. Like with the internet. These days, like if you like, I literally learned how to like mix and like literally from just like watching YouTube videos and just like trial and error. Dude, YouTube explains everything. It does. But here's the thing. Like you have to be willing to like wade through the garbage because there's a ton of garbage out there. But like, like if you want to know how to do something bad enough, like you're going to find it. Uh, Like the internet is, you can find, literally search anything on the internet (laughs) and you can find something. You can literally be like dog plays fiddle while eating clover leaf and like something would come up like i just six random words that came up yeah there's there if you don't know this there's a lot more to the internet than memes and misery (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot more that you can find on there wild put that on (laughs) t-shirt if if you're looking memes and misery it sounds like a a fallout boy song (laughs) oh it does wow a modern day fallout boy song memes and misery it's our new that's our next single i'm about it ready for it so we've been going for a little bit. I normally stop at about an hour. We're at about an hour now. Okay. But I'm having a good time. You in any rush? No, dude. I'm cool with it. No, All right, cool. You also sounded like a Wait. total Pittsburgher there. Did I? <laughs> you did. <laughs> nice. I've you been... can do claps for that. Uh, I like that eh, one. Eh. <laughs> I'm really convinced that I don't – I've always been convinced that I don't really have a super Pittsburgh accent. But you do, and you don't even realize it. Okay, I'm not from here, so I can see. I can okay. see it. You're from Texas. <laughs> okay, Texas. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just need to be around more people that are not, not from, from here. here. Well, I'll be your friend, man. Cool. <laughs> Cheers. It looks like you're empty. I'm definitely I'm done. sorry. Yeah. It's okay. I like alcohol. Hey, you know, I, we can <laughs> we could we could get more beer, but. We're in the middle of this right now. It'd be awesome. I need like a, a like, deliver- a, like a bell. I yeah. Need <laughs> I will tell you, I've only, I've only been in this space since the beginning of June. Yeah. Before then, I was really? doing everything at my, my house up the street. This looks good for just like two months or three months, mm-hmm. however long it's it is. Tight. I like it. Well, you know what? I had ambition. And I, he made it happen. <laughs> he made it happen. 
have like, it. I need a fucking room. Let's I'm go. gonna do this. <laughs> so here we are, sitting in this room. Can come but through. I do want to say that in the first two months that we've been here, you are the first two people to get through a whole growler and potentially want more beer. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they make good beer downstairs. Yeah. I would do seconds. Also, like, a lot of guests don't drink. Which is fine. I mean, they don't drink on the show. Mm. I'm not saying they don't drink. Well, I mean, I I think some people don't like to drink on the show because, like, maybe they're concerned about, uh, you know, maybe they're going to get goofy or they're nervous. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't speak on behalf of them. They're not here. It doesn't fucking matter. We're going to talk about food. Food. So what the fuck is up? Pizza. Atlantic Wasteland. You just got done playing one of your gigs or you just got done at band practice or you did something. Where is your spot? Ooh. Where do you go? Well, for a while we were going to the library. Yeah, after every like show. Southside. Yeah, because we gig a lot. There, when I when I used to live in Southside, the library was my fucking it's so good. spot. Dude, I was yeah. always down there. Yeah, yeah. it's delicious. Um, so I haven't actually been here in a long time, and it's not near the Southside. But my hands down favorite pizza that I've ever had in my life anywhere is Fiori's. Okay, which is out in uh, like Dormont area. Yep. Have you had it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Boy, like. No. Oh, so However, good. Mario's is a pretty hefty computer. Mario's? Yeah. I haven't had where's Mario's from? Hill. I don't know if I've had Mario's. So good. So good. Product placement. If I don't have the product, but I'm placing I'm a it Pizza Badamo <laughs> fan. They have two locations in Mount Lebanon and in the north side. Pizza <laughs> Badamo. Check them out. I like it. I thought you were going to hit them with a tagline like Pizza Ladamo. I like, honestly thought you were When you're say- here, your family. Isn't that Olive Garden? <laughs> that is Olive Garden. <laughs> Shout outs to Olive Garden. Hey. Just one clap. Free breadsticks. It's fine. <laughs> Unlimited. Bottomless. Oh, man. Olive Garden is amazing. You know, I, I, I fuck with Olive Garden. I fuck with Olive Garden in the same way that I fuck with like SoundCloud rap. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I'm interested to hear the comparison here. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. they're fine. They're fine. It's fine for a yeah, little bit no, of fun. I mean, you kind of you kind of oh, laugh yeah. at how bad it is, but you still enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. you get free I mean, breadsticks. Nobody, nobody's like, oh, let's go to an Italian restaurant like on a first date. Oh, Olive Garden? Like, no. Right. Yeah. You go to Olive Garden no, when you're I'll like. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Okay. Granted, <laughs> I I I am in a I'm in a committed relationship with somebody that I love very much. Shout outs to Stacy. Stacy. But I would again. say for anybody that go on a date. To the Olive Garden, a first date, a first because date. because if somebody's cool enough to not be bougie and just can have fun at the fucking Olive Garden and laugh over some shitty breadsticks, they're probably a keeper. Okay, There's somebody worth keeping. Let's stop right here. Wait, we have bottomless soup bowls too. Like, let's not forget about. I wouldn't that. call them shitty. I mean, they're pretty delicious. I mean, they're not like authentic. Nothing like, the, about no, Olive Garden that screams authentic. The, 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 food, the food is fine. The food is fine. It's just culturally yes. shitty. Oh yeah, well done. I mean, nobody's like, nobody's like, oh yes, oh, the ambiance of Olive, the ambiance of this ten-year-old screaming and kicking my chair behind me is right. wonderful. Like, they, just, they keep putting the cheese on until I say stop, and I like cheese. And there's like usually a mountain. They're like, so do I stop? Like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Tell me when to stop. It's like never. Twenty just, minutes later, just, just go. <laughs> just leave it here. And I was like, you know, it's fine. All right. So the library, pizza. Yeah. Are- um, Honestly, if we were in like Frederick, Maryland, where, if that's where we had our band, I would tell you. About Frederick, Maryland. Listen, I haven't been here that long. Okay. So what I know is where y'all have taken well, let's me. Talk about, let's talk about the, 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 the Maryland Beats. 
Maryland so, Eats. Mar- Frederick Maryland Eats. Oh, yes. Eats um, you because some of these people pretzel. watching are in bands. Some of them are going to be on tour. Some of them might be going through. They That's might true. need to know where to eat. Bro, That's listen true. to me. If you're going to Frederick Maryland, there's a couple of venues around the area. Definitely go to Pizza Pretzel Creations. I've Pizza never pretzel creations. So the cool thing about it sounds like a MySpace page. Literally, if I was watching The Bachelorette, they take people on hometown dates. This would one hundred percent be a hometown date. Okay. Wait, can we switch? Can we talk about The Bachelorette and The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise? Can we just talk about all of them and how much I despise those shows? I don't know anything about He's them. Married really, to one of my sorority sisters. That's, just That's true. That. I did just get married very recently. Oh, congratulations! Thanks. I played there. It's true. Yeah. Ceremony. Her name's Nikki. She's pretty cool. I like her. Um, Shout outs to Nikki. Shout outs to Nikki. Can we get a clap clap thing for Nikki? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Squad. Wow, you let the whole thing (laughs) No, I just wanted to voice my concern about how much I hate that show, but we can talk about food again. I'm just saying that's exactly where I take somebody on a hometown date. The unique thing about it is they have sandwiches. They have like breakfast food. They have pizza, obviously, and they have ice cream, which is really good. The unique thing about all of the dough they use, it's made out of pretzel dough. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I like need that. Exactly. Can yeah, I'm into that. Please do a show on Frederick <laughs> just for pizza pretzel. That's <laughs> I'm into it. That. that sounds amazing. And that's it's the only one. It's a mom and pa shop down in downtown Frederick. Noted. Noted. I'm going to keep that in my brain space. <laughs> yes. If you if you need to know again, I'll text you it. All right. We can be friends like that. Yeah, I'd be into that. Cool. I'm it. into being friends. Wow. You got some gigs coming up? Yeah, we got next Friday. I know Pittsburgh has an annual rib fest. I went to it last year. It was so fun. And when Sam said he talked to somebody about us playing there, I was like, dude, hell yes, yeah, sign me up. They have amazing food and we're having live music this You're year. You're a go-getter, aren't you? She is. Dude, she's like, oh, wait, me or her? You. Oh. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I thought you meant her. I mean, we're both kind of I mean, you, yeah, I'm just saying yeah. everything just seems, there's a whole, there's a theme of like, oh, I just fucking message somebody. and dude, just like, That's why you're fucking yeah, here. Just, Do no, it. There's no reason, like, like, it's 2019. Like, if you can't achieve something through a phone call or an email or an Instagram. Like, if you, like, Nothing's just gonna fall in your lap. Yes. Like just like ask somebody. I love it. The worst somebody's gonna say is no, and then you're gonna say okay. okay. Like I literally <laughs> email his guy's name's Josh Bakaitis. He's like a promoter. He he's worked for like Smalls, and now he works for like Live Nation. Like literally, anytime I see any show of like a bigger band coming through, I literally instantly email him. I'm like, hey, do you need an opener? And like ninety percent of the time, he's like, nah, dude. But thanks for reaching out. And then like. 1% of the time, like, oh, look, our last night needs an opener. And we and got to like, open for that show. We'll be there. <laughs> you know, so Dude, it's like, so like literally, like, uh, he probably hates me because I email him, like, literally all the time. But, like, are you, like, just ask. Like, yeah. what's the worst somebody's going to say is no. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I agree. And I love it. You know what I mean? You, you, let, let's take a track record of everything that asking has got you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Asking has got you to record on an Eve console. Yes. Yes. Asking has got you a wife. That's true. Truth. That is true. <laughs> has got you on shows. Yes. Our, our last night and things like that. They did like Asking us. has got you on this podcast. It's true. Boom. The most important thing. Asking important. got us a full band too. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh my God. Can I just say one thing? <laughs> you can say whatever you need to. So back when we were recording, I think our first, our first act like our EP. Yeah. Um, 
he, we did like a mini promotional for it. And Sam was like, just do a, a, just a, like a quick clip on like what you want for Christmas this year. And so in my house, like in Maryland, I have a drum set. I have like two bass guitars, (laughs) a couple electrics, I have a baby grand piano. It's all in my basement, which is essentially my room. And I had my mom just stand there and hold my camera. And so I had my mic stand and just me with all these instruments around me. And I held the mic and I looked around and said, a full band would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think, <laughs> lo and behold, asking you shall receive. Exactly, dude. I feel like it, I don't know. I think it's common these days that like bands like don't actually have like a full line. I mean, like literally, Twenty One Pilots has two guys, yeah, and like ninety percent of their stuff is like run through like tracks when they play live. Like yeah. he plays, he sings, he plays piano, he sometimes plays bass, but like, I feel like that's. Not that like unusual. We don't have a live drummer for Sykes and New Violence anymore. Yeah, I just bring a separate PA. I'll drum on the you. tracks. I'll drum for you. He's pretty good. He did everything <laughs> on the on the album. I, I took clips. It's she took evidence. Clips. It's Maybe one day we'll have a live drummer again. It's rough. Well, I guess you're you're a, it's a rap, right? It's, it's hip hop focused. So yeah. I do like this. I do like the the drum sample sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. the other thing too that became an issue is that since we're still kind of independent, we play smaller stages Yeah, and we have like a whole like projection light thing that we bring. Whoa. Yeah. That's the first time I hit the TV. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Eventually it finally happened. There's lots of firsts today, but uh, basically all I'm, of that my first sits kiss today. Oh my gosh. My first kiss went a little like, like this <laughs> and twist <laughs> and twist. Shout oh, out 303. to 303 and Kesha. <laughs> that was that. That was like, a, where did they go? That was that team up song. Um, Jail probably. Shout outs to MySpace Night, by the way. Truth. MySpace Night. MySpace Night. Oh, I've been Wait, there once. What? It's, it's similar to Emo Night. I like it's that. It's like they're similar. Yeah. I yeah. go. MySpace Night. That's my party. I DJ that. Really? I run that. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. That's Dude, fun. Wait, where? Because I'm going. I'm it's the that. third Friday every other month at Brillo Box. Yeah. 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 Dude. Yeah, it's funny. Let's do that. The next one will be in October. It's going to be our Halloween party. Ooh. We do. So we a, can dress up. Yes, we do. We do dress up. We do a costume contest, and the winner of the costume contest gets free admission for them and their top eight to every MySpace night top for a year. Eight. Oh shit! Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have eight friends. I think. <laughs> I don't, but I could. Fi- I could. I'm one. Find them. I can be there. <laughs> but yeah, I have uh, I have this this database of knowledge in my brain now of like everything from that era just from oh doing gosh. those parties. That's Let's awesome. Go. Which I, I started those parties that were an offshoot of Emo Night with Josh Bakaitis. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan cool Bakaitis says I'm shallow. Wait, what? You don't. It's a Reliant K song. I'm sorry. Oh, you said Josh like Bakaitis said you were shallow. I was like, I didn't even know you guys knew each other or talked to each other. Mm-mm. All right, sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna keep going with that. Pretend that didn't. Happen. Well, anyways, yeah, we're shouting out MySpace <laughs> Night. We're shouting out your show that you're playing soon. That's, yeah, yeah. Wait, next... So you never actually said it. Yeah. We're oh playing. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, Pittsburgh does Rib Fest every single year, and next weekend, the weekend of. The 30th, August 30th. Friday is, we're playing on Friday. So, yeah, we're playing Friday. Yeah. It's all weekend, but we, the yeah. live music is Friday. Yeah, but literally everyone's coming for us. So, Duh. whatever. But it's a free show. So, like, why would not go? Like, where's it at? It's right on, it's right next to Heinz Field. So, like, in North Shore. Cool. Yeah. At least that's where it was last year. Yeah. So, I'm assuming it's in the same spot. I'm, I, w- I think they usually set up the stage in front of, like, I think Gate B, which is like, 
if you're at if you're like outdoors at stage just eight, go down there, just find it you'll and open your music. ears, yeah. listen for the good tunes, yeah. and you'll find my new friends. Listen, that's you're us. playing Four Chord Music Festival too, right? Yes, yeah, that's in October. It's on a Sunday, so after church, why not go? Right, <laughs> October six. <laughs> yes, that's honestly we're really freaking psyched to be playing that. That's at Highmark Stadium. Yeah, it's their sixth one. They've been doing it for six years. Yeah, dude, dude it's cool. There's so it's being headlined by Offspring. Simple plan. Simple, I didn't even know Simple Plan was still a band. Anne Berlin, and there's a ton of like a mate. So, oh my gosh, also I didn't even know Anne Berlin was still a band, but I guess they are. Me neither. I know um, every single band on the lineup. I'm yeah, so excited. Knuckle Puck, Real Friends, Seaway, Grayscale. Um, Us. Who, who, who am I missing? Dude, Lookout Loretta. Yeah, Lookout oh, Loretta. Yeah. Shout outs to Lookout Loretta. Dude, have uh, they been here yet? They have not been here yet. Dude, they need to be here. Yeah. I went to high school with Josh Havanek. Oh, <laughs> man. We went to grade school together. Wait. And we are, our pictures were always next to each other because my last name is Hal. I was H-O-W. He's H-O-V. I love Josh. We've been next to each other. I would like the to you just shave your head. And I'd like to say sorry. something to Josh right now. If Josh ever sees this. Josh. He loves you. I love you. But you are literally the worst texter who has... <laughs> ever oh existed Dude. i can i literally have to text him like seven times being for like the, following up following up for the record josh was in this room because old game was on the yes. show okay yeah but yeah. they came it was when i first moved in here so i didn't have enough shit to have everybody on the show yeah. so i only had only had brenda and tom but eric and josh were just sitting in the red chairs uh, just like from the peanut gallery yelling <laughs> shit <laughs> Dude, I love Josh. Jeez, that's yeah. why you got to DM him. Like, it's no, instant with DM. Dude, I don't understand. Like, I literally, he just doesn't answer me. And I'm like, is he mad at me? And then, like, a week later, he'll be like, oh, sorry, dude. And he'll, like, text <laughs> me back. And I'm like, okay. No, He's on but, tour. That's what happens. He's in, like, UK right now or something. Yeah. But anyway, so Look Out the Red is playing there with us. Um, there's a bunch more bands. I, I, I say there was, of. I think there was actually only one band I didn't know. Oh, Harbor. So. They're from Canada. They're oh, yeah. They're really, really good. Yeah. yeah Harbor's going to be there. Oh, so um, speaking of Rishi, um, Eternal Boy will be there. Oh, yeah, obviously. I almost called them the Space Pins. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> that was their first name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Dang, R. man. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, shit. Let me do one thing real quick. Sure. It seems like I probably don't think we were going to be going for another five minutes, but I reset the camera anyways. It only goes for a half hour at a time, so I just oh. try to keep an eye oh, on okay. it and reset it, you know, right. because... Things here are nice, but they aren't that nice. <laughs> you know, I still have to fandangle a lot of things. But well, it looks good. ambition. If you want to do something, you get it done against all odds. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Flip the table. Let's go. <laughs> 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 Fucking food fight. <laughs> so one more time, you can listen to Atlantic Wasteland on Spotify. Yeah, you or, can. Or, or anywhere you find digital music. Like Lime them wire. on their like them on their social medias. Zoom. Their album's called You'll Never See the Bigger Picture if you're standing that close. It is uh I don't know. I like it. I think it's really good. It's it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's okay. I no, I, I, it's out on the things. You can I, buy I, it if you I, want. I'm I was genuinely really impressed by it. So if my personal opinion in music means anything to anyone out there listening, you should check it out. It matters to me. It. Thank wow. you. We're very appreciative of you. Thanks for having us on. No, it's super killer. I'm really stoked to meet you too. I'm stoked to see what the fuck is up in the future for all of you. And yeah, man. I, I'm gonna catch a show. I might try to make it down to that that rib joint. Dude, yeah, hells dude. Hell's yes. Get the meat sweats in August. 
and they I'll, have I'll probably poop myself on stage it'll be awesome Sick. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna check right now if I have another gig that night because that's the problem whenever you're in a band and your friends are in bands yeah. the only time you ever True. see each other is if you're playing a show exactly. together wait you're in the rap realm my friend um, Brittany Chantel is a rapper here mm-hmm. yeah and like literally I have never been able to make a show of hers oh, we until we played with yeah. her can you, all right can you do me a favor sure so I've been trying to get her on the show. Oh, I'll talk to her next week. Don't worry about it. Hit her up. I will. It might help. I'm so, uh, I'm supposed I mean, to be- granted, I sent her one message. I never followed up. Right. But we we played a show together. So we met. And then I hit her up to be on the show. Never heard back. Granted, she's busy. I literally am seeing her next week. I would, But like, yeah, I mean, she's really cool. I think it'd be great to talk to her. So, hey, yeah. be like, yo. Dude, there's a podcast you should probably be on. Yeah. Here's where you go. The dude's not that weird. He's aight. <laughs> He's aight. Uh, Friday, August 30th. I do have some things going on. Do you know what time you play? 6. I thought you played at 8. Ooh. No, it's 6.30. You play at 6.30? Yeah. Perfect. My office is in Manchester, so I could just go right up past the casino, there you go. walk over, watch you play, then I'll go to my other friend's thing. Hell yeah, go. dude. Thanks. It might even be earlier. So it's weird. If, are you, are you, I actually don't know. The, you know. If you go on the site on your phone, it says 6. And then if you go on your computer, it says 6.30. I could have sworn in our group chat you said 8. I did. No. No, I did not say 8. Mm. <laughs> That's a lie. That's what I've been telling people. <laughs> if, you show, if you show up at 6 o'clock, you won't miss it. <laughs> All right. Okay. (laughs) And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Atlantic Wasteland, make some noise. They're a really good band. There's those people. Where are they coming from? And really nice people, too. I'll be back again next time with another episode in a day or two. Who knows? I've been putting out like three episodes a week because I'm a fucking psychopath right now. Let's go. That's probably not going to happen, though. That's probably not going to happen this time. Who knows? But whatever. Same time. No. Well, not the same time. That completely contradicts <laughs> everything I just said. Let's try this again. <laughs> the music faded out. You took too long. Do it again. <laughs> I stopped it manually. <laughs> There you go. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Atlantic Wasteland, make some noise. I'll be back again in a few days with somebody else. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. Bye. So you want to go karaoke with us? Dude, yeah, we're going to Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> what, right now? No, yeah, it's, dude. It's, it's not till 10. It's not till 10. Wait, what time is it? Is it not? Probably not 10. It's probably like 8.30 or 9. It's 9.09. Dude, by the time we get there, it'll probably be like 9.30. Dude, do you want to come? Maybe. It'll be fun. <laughs> Are you still ch- recording? I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, dude. Catches at Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> Catch Atlantic Wasteland at so Jekyll and Hyde. Karaoke. <laughs> Uh, and we are done for a- <laughs> <laughs>